Well, we know well the benefits of free religion, the freedom to choose to believe what makes sense to us, the freedom to set our own priorities, the freedom to choose what we can do without at home so we can make a bigger pledge this year to our church home. I grew up in a tiny Baptist church in rural Texas where everybody knew everybody else's business. And I recall once during testimony time, my dad stood up and said, Pastor, I'm happy. I'm happy because I know I'm going to get a big blessing. And the pastor asked him, well, how do you know that, Brother Bob? We kids were getting ready to crawl under the pews again. My dad said, well, I put a couple of dollars in the basket. At least that's what I thought till I noticed I was actually putting in two $10 bills. But the basket was already gone, so I figured I'd just get a bigger blessing. The wise pastor said, I'm sorry, Brother Bob, but your intention was just $2. You're only going to get a $2 blessing. (laughs) In the UU world... We approach our financial support differently. And truth be told, the Baptists probably don't think of it either as getting a bigger blessing. Whether Baptist or Mormon or Unitarian Universalist, we give because our faith tradition and our congregation mean something to us. And it costs us something. What is the cost of free religion? The cost of free speech, the cost of the right to vote, the cost is the core. The cost is the core, and we must figure it out as we go. Our positions will often change as we gather new information and new experiences. In St. Paul's letter to the Philippians, he reminded them that it was their responsibility, their responsibility to work out their own salvation. And Paul added, with fear and trembling. And I'm not sure what he meant by that, but I believe it means simply that this is to be taken seriously. If we expect someone else to put a package of noble beliefs in front of us, We will be disappointed. We must do our own homework again and again. The cost of free religion is that we explore, study, reason, and reflect for the purpose of discerning what we believe about life's big questions. From the ethics that guide us how we live our lives to what we believe about death. The Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. knew the cost of free religion and the cost of trying to secure voting rights for all citizens. He called it the cost of justice. My heart aches when I think of the untimely loss of this remarkable leader, silenced by the trigger of violence. And violence has been around for a long time. You may know that in the 16th century, some of our forebearers were burned at the stake for heresy. They proclaimed beliefs that were contradictory to the power brokers of religion, both Catholic and Protestant. And probably the most famous martyr for the cause was a Spaniard named Michael Cervetos, 
a scientist who discovered and described pulmonary circulation. He also wrote extensively on theology. Servetus and John Calvin had frequently shared their treatises with each other, appreciating the companionship in theological debate. Yet at some point in their friendship, Servetus went too far, claiming that Jesus was not part of the Godhead, but was divinely human as we are. The backlash was severe, severe enough that Servetus had to go into hiding. It was Calvin who helped him secure a safe hiding place. And shortly thereafter, it was Calvin who revealed the location to the Protestant militants. Servetus was burned at the stake. The Catholics did not want to be left out, so they burned him in effigy. Our beliefs do come with a cost. Democracy comes with a cost. Most important things do. I believe one of the costs for religious minorities, as we are, is being labeled by some as suspicious. We don't proclaim the same message as the Christian majority or the Jewish message or more or most other religious traditions. So in the eyes of some, that makes us weird, maybe even dangerous, because we might undermine their message. You may remember when a few years ago a gunman walked into the Unitarian Universalist Church in Knoxville, Tennessee, with his guitar case, opened the guitar case and opened fire on the rehearsal for a children's musical. The gunman killed two people and injured six before he was tackled by adults who were there helping with the play. One of them described what happened. I heard a shot. At first I thought it was some new sound effect that had been added to the play. Then he fired the second shot and people started screaming. I rushed at him. He was down on the floor with his arms pinned in two or three seconds. That story could have played out in any church, mosque, synagogue, or temple. But tracking the acts of intrusive violence targeted at Unitarian Universalist congregations shows that our acceptance of people who are lesbian, gay, or transgender has generally been part of the motive for such attacks. The cost of inclusion. The cost of civility. Yes, let's add that one. Civil discourse. Honest, challenging, frank, but still civil and respectful. Would we too like to be known for that? Or do we prefer the tag that we jokingly hear from time to time, contentious? Well, you probably don't have any of that here, do you? (laughs) Acts of kindness and courage, when you think about it, that's a pretty tall order. It takes strong people to be there. We don't know the full story of the gunman, and we could never condone such violence if we did. But science tells us that some people are born without a conscience. Some studies say that this includes roughly 4% of the population. 
That's a lot of people. In these cases, our righteous anger will likely not help very much. This too is part of the cost of free religion. We can't always fix the problem that troubles us, but we can find the will to address it as best we can and learn how to live with the uncertainty in the meantime. There is a great need for religious traditions that reach out to help heal the deep rifts in our society. Ours is one of those traditions. Each day our faith calls us to stay centered in the power of love, which includes loving people who aren't always lovable. It means loving people who have been pushed to the margins or severely abused or born without certain abilities that many of us take for granted. What is the cost of the values we hold dear? Our commitment, your commitment to the personal search for what you believe, commitment to standing up for the causes that matter to you, commitment to civil discourse in all our communication, publicly, privately, and when trying to reach agreements here in this faith community, commitment to the needs in our neighborhoods and beyond, and the same passionate commitment to supporting this congregation with your gifts of time, money, and expertise. May every person who benefits from this community consider every year how your annual pledge aligns with how much this congregation matters to you and to others. A number of factors will influence how much you think you can bring for the next fiscal year. There may be some who need to request a waiver this time around, hoping that in the year following you will be able to resume your pledge or even increase it. The cost of free religion. It matters. When the pledge campaign begins this spring, I believe you can trust yourself to work out the pledge that is right for you at this time. And not with fear and trembling, but with joy and thanksgiving. This congregation matters to you and to the wider community, as a lot of people outside these walls would tell us. And it matters to too many who have not yet come through the door. But when they have the opportunity to learn about what matters here, they will be back. More than two decades ago, Pat Buchanan declared, there is a religious war in our country. It is a cultural war, critical to the kind of nation we will be. It is a struggle for the soul of America. We may agree that there is a religious war for the soul of America. But it would be wrong to say that one party represents good and the other evil, or one religion is good and the other so-so. It's much bigger than that, which is why the voice of Unitarian Universalism in the public square matters so much. And I believe that it also matters that you make the commitment to become a member if you value what this historic church 
and its people mean to Kalamazoo and surrounding areas, as you have done this morning. This church needs the commitment of membership from every person who values liberal parenting, the freedom to marry whoever you choose, the direct action that feeds the hungry and helps them find work with dignity, The wider movement of progressive religion beyond this church needs your commitment to justice, equity, and compassion. And when you sign up as a Unitarian Universalist, that doesn't change anything about what you believe, but it changes something about your commitment to be an integral part of the whole. We can be more than we are. Yes, we can. In less than a year from now, all members will get to vote on accepting the search committee's recommendation for the new settled minister of People's Church. And this is a big deal. Being an RE affiliate does not allow you to vote unless you are also a member who has signed the historic bond of union. And to keep this congregation a free religion, vibrant, thriving, and meaningful to you and to those beyond these doors who are looking for us, particularly because of what they've heard about us. This church needs you to grab on to the important opportunity to become a member if you haven't already done so. And not just for the opportunity to vote for the new minister, but also to vote for new leaders who will be stepping up to serve on the nominating committee and search committee and other important leadership capacities. The congregational polity of our free religion honors and asks for the wise counsel of every member. This is the beauty and the boldness of our tradition. We really want to know what you think. What you envision. Two weeks after the Knoxville shooting, the Unitarian Universalist Association ran a full page ad in the New York Times with a headline that read, Our doors and our hearts will remain open. We will not give in to fear. We will meet hatred with love. We will continue to work for justice. Our hearts and the doors of our more than 1,000 Unitarian Universalist congregations nationwide remain open. Unitarian Universalists stand on the side of love. We invite you to stand with us. We invite you to stand with us. It's hard to close when I'm thinking about those who are looking for a place like this, because I was in my 40s before I knew there was such a thing as Unitarian Universalism. I know how important it is to find something this precious. I close by acknowledging that we are humans Wrestling with the love and hate in our own hearts. Wrestling with our own illness and wholeness. 
How can we as people with limitations help our nation err on the side of love? Martin Luther King gave all he had to do just that. It cost him greatly. It cost the whole country greatly, but it mattered. We too stand with love and we stand for justice and we work for justice. And even if we are not great orators or revered trailblazers, we can give something. What will we give to help love and justice roll down like waters and peace like an ever-flowing stream? And what will be gained from our giving?